Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and today we are going to talk about awakening your inner alchemist. Uh, But before we dive into that, I would like to extend an invitation to you to get to know your own self a little bit better. I have put together a very short quiz. Uh, You can find that quiz at superpowerquiz.us, and all you need to do is click on six simple questions, and it will share with you what your personal superpower actually is. So this is your opportunity to get one layer more intimate with your highest self, with your sovereign self. Again, superpowerquiz.us. And coming back to today's topic, Awakening Your Inner Alchemist, I have a guest with me by the name of Deidre Siriani. She's a TEDx speaker and activator of truth, human awakening, and impact entrepreneurship. And I know a lot of you out there are impact entrepreneurs or soulpreneurs, as I like to call them. Uh, Deidre is the founder of Radically Aligned Life and is Accelerated Evolution Guide who believes the foundation of everything comes down to living in alignment with your purpose and truth. Her work dissolves mental, emotional, and physical barriers that are pulling you out of alignment with your higher purpose and from living it fully in your life. She supports people to reach their next level of fulfillment, joy, and success through the blending of metaphysical laws and tools with the practical for accelerated results. Her mission is to wake up as many people in her life to the truth of who they are and who they are meant to be. Welcome, Deidre. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is so fun. I know. It's amazing when you run into people who who are running on like completely parallel tracks, practically speaking, to where you're going and what you're doing. It's like, oh, look, hi. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. So much synchronicity between us. I'm like, as soon as I met you, I'm like, we're going to be friends. So this is great. Yeah, absolutely. I love it when those moments happen. It's like, oh, oh, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> I know her and I will get to know her even better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So I know you didn't arrive fully fledged in this world as an amazing transformational coach and TEDx speaker. So tell me a little bit about the before time in your life. What was it like before you really connected into your highest self and your soul purpose? Wow. Well, I love this question because I think it's so easy to see people where they're at and make assumptions that they've never been through hardship. And Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, they've probably had a perfect, you know, upbringing. They've probably had, you know, it all delivered to them on a silver spoon. And I really do believe that those who are the brightest lights have actually gone through the darkest nights of the soul and learn to overcome it. Right. And so, Uh well, um, I've noticed that pattern in my, in my clients, right. The the ones Mm -hmm. who come with the biggest pile of been there, done that t-shirts are the ones that are here with the biggest missions. Yeah. And, and it can be overwhelming. So, you know, going back to like, what was life like before? Well, I lived a dual life up until about the age of mid twenties, mid twenties. I woke up to my higher gifts when I was 
20 and I thought that I was totally going crazy because I was hearing voices. I was seeing things and I didn't have any reference points of this is normal. Um, this is part of your <laughs> path. So I literally, what did I do? What do we do when we get uncomfortable and scared? We don't have the right support. We shove it down. And yeah. so I was a highly sensitive person as a child. I grew up with a family member who had an addiction and many days coming home when I was in, you know, kindergarten or grade one, I would have this overwhelming fear and anxiety because I didn't know if they would be alive. And Mm. so how this transpired into my life and living a dual life is I had this pain inside of me that I, I didn't want others to feel pain. So I was this girl, like this happy go lucky girl, always wanting to help everyone and make everyone feel good. And at the same time, I didn't want people to get too close to me and see the truth that I had this deep struggle at home, this lack of foundation, this, um, wobble, this, shame and unknown of what was going on in my life. So what did I do? I got really good at pretending everything was great because I didn't know how to not be great. And if you are you know, listening right now and you have been in a dynamic with someone who has an addiction, oftentimes that's a symptom. You become someone who feels like you're walking on eggshells. Uh, you don't express yourself. And it can become very codependent is as you're the helper. And I see this a lot with people I serve. It's like, you know, you're giving yourself away to things outside of you as a way to potentially avoid your healing, but also as a way to keep the peace because your nervous system is stressed out. So that was like my journey up until my mid twenties in different scenarios. Um, Um, Can I invite you to maybe peel back the layer a little bit more deeply because what do they say? Unhappy families are all uniquely unhappy in their own ways. What were some of the specifics of your personal struggle? Yeah. So my personal struggle was not feeling like I belonged anywhere. Um, not feeling like I, I was had a safe space to be seen, heard, understood. Like I felt like I was in it on my own. And Mm. so what did I do? I built up this person who I am, but like an amplified version externally of I'm great. And so what happened was everyone always thought I was great. And this carried into my adulthood. I experienced um, a pretty big trauma when I was 19 years old, I was raped and I didn't have anyone to really talk to about. I like had more shame. I had a body shame. I felt like it was my fault. I questioned if it even happened. And Mm. I, I took on, like there was a pattern within my life of taking on other people's actions as my own, like hiding myself because it was like, it was almost like a part of my identity. And so what did I do? Well, I got really good, Sophia, at like getting external validation. And I'm not talking about for like looking a certain way, not like, you know, Instagram followers or any of that noise, um, but more from the space of being like, I can push through anything. I'm a warrior and shoving those feelings down. And so I got really good at checking things off the list, had a company where I was like on TV. I had a lot of external validation. I was on radio. I was on TV and I kept asking myself this question though, because I wasn't, I hadn't healed my trauma. I hadn't done the inner work. I hadn't fully 
woken up to my truth of who I was and who I was meant to be, I kept reaching these milestones in my life. And I looked, I'd look around and it's almost like being on top of a mountain and being like, is this really it? Is this really like what love is supposed to feel like? Mm. You know, is this what, yeah, success, is this what success is supposed to feel like? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can remember I was in corporate for many years and I can remember coming home almost every evening and looking at my watch and then looking at the calendar and going, how many years before I can retire? <laughs> Are we closer yeah. yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? Yeah, totally. Please tell me we're there. Yeah. And so what I was doing was I was constantly seeking that next level of whatever it was, but I never fully felt the way that I thought I should feel. And there was a moment I remember looking around at people and wondering if they were pretending as much as me. And I'm like, this is like, exhausting. And I, I wasn't even fully aware that I was pretending because I was so in the identity of this is who I was, but it's like people who were like really expressing a lot of joy or, you know, I felt that excitement from them. I'm like, do they really feel that way from their success? Like I wasn't, I didn't know. And, yeah. and it brought me down this path of, you know, you were saying, well, what was your life like before? It was, um, I manifested a lot of disease in my body. I was in my early twenties and I was a, in the space of fitness, health, wellness. I looked really healthy, but I had chronic pain. Yeah. I had four different types of autoimmune disease. Um, I was tired all the time, even though I have an energetic personality. So that's kind of like a dual life too, you know, outside yeah. I look the one way, but the inside I'm like exhausted. Exactly. And then you go home and nobody's looking in your face plant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I, uh, I manifested all these diseases. I was allergic to most foods. I had stomach pain all the time and I, had anxiety attacks. I had depression to the point of having a vision of killing myself. And it's pretty wild to think about because from the outside looking in, it didn't look that way. It looked like I was the happiest person everybody knew. Yeah. Well, and if you, I, I've talked to a lot of people over the three years I've had the podcast now, mm -hmm. and you will hear these stories of people who come and talk about they have family members or friends or whatever who've who've ended it because they just couldn't deal with it. Mm -hmm. And it's remarkably common how often they say we had no idea. They looked fine. They seemed fine. They didn't talk to anybody about this needs to be the end of it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I had this vision of killing myself. And I, I knew something was wrong then. I knew that. Um, and I started to go see a counselor for a little while and she validated that potentially, you know, there was nothing wrong with me and that potentially it was my environment. Potentially Ooh. it was my, um, you know, a mentally and emotionally abusive relationship. Potentially it wasn't me because my, my default setting, um, as an empath, and I know that you work a lot with empaths is I was like, Oh, I need to fix myself in order to adjust to this environment. And so anytime anything wasn't going well <laughs> in my, like, what do I need to do to me? <laughs> yeah. Like, right. How do I make everyone feel comfortable around me? And so every time something was not feeling good in my relationship or anywhere else, I'm like, I need to be better. I need to do better. And that can become like this really unhealthy cycle. And so what happened was, you know, I had a rock bottom moment. And, um, at this time in my life, I was like mid twenties, 
I really cared about my appearance, like not as in like looking pretty or anything like that, but more of like, you know, everything's good. I'm good. Like, don't worry yeah, about me. I'm, right? I'm fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> worry about someone else. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm good. And I was like that as a way to probably avoid intimacy and connection because I had a fear of being fully seen. And so yeah. I had this really long hair at the time, probably down on my hips and you know, the universe, I believe gives us messages first. It's like, you know, as you say, a feather, and then it's a little knock and then it's like, you know, big things happen. And my body was getting so sick and it didn't make sense. I mean, I could, I could have blamed it on, oh, this runs in my family or whatever, but I knew on a deep level, it's because I wasn't honoring myself. I wasn't living. I wasn't listening to the clock inside of my chest that was saying, there's something more here for you. You need to make a change. I was ignoring that. And so the universe was like, we're going to go after my universe. My body was like, we're going to go after uh, her vanity because she's not listening to like the psoriasis. She's not listening to this other autoimmune disease. She's not listening to anxiety Mm -hmm. attacks or depression or the vision of killing herself. She's not listening to the pain. So you know what? We're going to go after her hair. So what happened yeah. was, I was going- <laughs> <laughs> and the soul unerringly knows what it yeah. is that will get your attention. Absolutely. Well, it started off light, you know? And so I was going through my hair one day and I realized I was like, whoa, like something's, something's missing here. And I remember taking my iPhone out on like video and looking at my top of my head in the mirror. And I had this huge bald spot. It was the size of a toonie. If you're from Canada, you know, if you don't look it up, it's a couple inches (laughs) wide. And it was like gone as in hair was never even there. It wasn't like it was shaved. I went to the doctor and I was like, uh, fix me, fix me. Bald spot in the middle of the top of my skull. Right here. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) And I I do not have male pattern baldness. This I know for a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And I was like, fix me, fix me. And she's just like, well, you know, like we can give you this steroid cream. We can give you some injections, but it looks like you've developed another autoimmune disease and you might lose all of your hair. Oh, hello. I know. Right. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. You've got my attention now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I went home that day and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like I am not, this is not my story. I am not, no, like this isn't, this isn't where it ends. And I knew I had a, a message from my soul that said, if you do not change your path, you are going to get cancer and die in a year. And so it's like, yeah. Oh, like, well, and this is the perfect point to say, we're fixing to go to break. Because <laughs> I know there's going to be a whole lot more that comes behind this. Uh, <laughs> and if you're out there joining us from listener land, we adore you. We're so happy you're here with us. And I would invite you to grab your pen and grab your little piece of paper and take a moment and kind of look back on your life. Is there a place that you've kind of been ignoring? You've kind of been pushing it off to the side. I will deal with that later. I have more important issues. Where the volume's been slowly getting amped up, I would invite you to spend a little thought time around that with your pen and your paper and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. (music) 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I am here with Deidre Siriani, and she was telling us that she had this insight after she'd gone to the doctor about her bald spot, uh, that from her soul, that if she did not make some radical changes to how she was approaching life, she would end up with cancer. So tell us how it played out from there. (laughs) Clearly, you're still here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Well, so this, the, this message came from my soul and, and you know what, like the, the message without the, the message from my soul was enough for me to be like, something needs to change. And I remember sitting at my dinner table and realizing all of the parts of myself that I shoved down. I was in a marriage, as I mentioned, that was like mentally and emotionally abusive. He, he was like, no to anything, spirituality, very judgy, good person, really good heart. But based on his upbringing, very much like anything that I would, any intuition things would be like shoved down, judged, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I remember sitting there and being like, this is not my story. This is no, this, this is not happening right now. And I got out of my own judgy way because <laughs> let's be honest, in order to actually do this work and take a different path, we have to remove our judgment towards people who are doing this work. Because for me in the past, when people would talk about self-love, I would smile 
and nod and listen because I'm polite like that, or I was. But internally, I would roll my eyes and be like, well, sounds like they've got some stuff to work on, but I'm good. (laughs) Thank goodness I'm all right. (laughs) Now, before we go too much farther down this path, I want to rewind for a minute. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things I love to delve into is discernment. Right. Between what's what's the brain thought up here and what is like a soul message so tell me how the that feels different for you how do you know the difference okay well perfect example recently um i was i'm in a moment of transition which feels like my life always because that's the path of evolution always transitioning always shifting And I'm in a transition where I know I'm moving. I know I'm being called to move. And so um, right now, my mind is telling me to move back to Vancouver, where I've always been. It's the logical place to go. I have my community there. I have my friends there. It just makes sense. And when I was there recently and spending time, I was like, wow, like this would be so easy to continue to build what I'm building, right? Yeah, that was the word that came to mind for me, easy. Easy. It's easy Easy. to go back there, yes. It's easy, it's easy and it makes sense. And, but the other path was um, this time last year, I was in my mind, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to be in Costa Rica. I feel like I'm supposed to be in Costa Rica in my mind, but it was an intuitive hit too. And then I came to Kamloops, which is where I've been living for the past year and bought property where my family is. And I was only going to be here for like a week or two. And then I was going to move to the Okanagan, which is a few hours from here. That was the plan. That was what I wanted. Yeah. That's Um, what the brain said. (laughs) It's what the brain said. And I know that I'm supposed to be there. There's an intuitive message around that, but it's not quite the time yet. And I can't, you can't force things that aren't right timing. So I had this intuitive message. That's like, you're supposed to stay here. And I was like, I don't want to, what's going on in Kamloops? Nothing like me Kamloops. I told myself I would never live here, you know, since I like graduated (laughs) high school, as soon as I did, I got out of the city and I just kept being like, you're supposed to stay here. It was like this light, gentle, motherly voice. And it made me really uncomfortable. And I listened because I know that my intuition is really strong. And then from there, next level of listening to intuition, putting my money where my intuition is or dreams are, this house came up on the market and I saw it and it's this old fixer upper. Uh, My intuition's like, you're supposed to live there. And I was like, huh, you're supposed to live there. And I was like, okay. And I ended up getting the place and all these crazy synchronicities happen. So going back to uh, the mind versus the soul message, the mind is always logical. It's going to make your ego feel good. It's going to make you feel safe. And sometimes that's what you need to do. Sometimes like you have enough data in your life and you're not willing to take a risk and that's an okay thing to do, but also getting real with yourself with, Hey, I'm going to take the easy path right now because I need a little break from learning or whatever it is, but consciously doing that. And the soul was like Costa Rica. And I kept getting these visions because I'm, I'm in this space of this creative flow coming through me of me in the jungle, working on this new project that I've, that's been coming in pretty strong on the sidelines. I'm like, I'm supposed to be there. And it's not the path that's the most easy. I don't know a ton of people there, but I, I just, it's a feeling and there's all these things in my surroundings. This is where the test comes in. That's like, you should be in Vancouver. Everyone's like, you should be in Vancouver. But my mom who loves having me close by was, she's like, 
you're supposed to be in Costa Rica. And I was like, if my mom is telling me there's like <laughs> total like safety zone, logical with everything wants to keep me close. It's like, it's Costa Rica. I'm like, that is my, that, that's validating my soul. Okay. So here's another reason I think we were supposed to connect because I know people in Costa Rica. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. it's a, the, so, the logical mind makes sense. The soul doesn't, but it feels exciting when you feel it. Mm. Long story short. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. So now we can go back to where we were, which was sitting at the dinner table and going, this cannot be my life. <laughs> I love that sidestep with that conversation we just had because it's so powerful. And um, I love that you bring that out. You're so good at this. Um, so I was at the dinner table and I was like, this is not my story. Like, no, like this, this is ending, you know? And you know, you know those moments where you're like, I'm done with this pattern. I'm done with this part of me that is not working. That's what I decided in that moment. And I was like thinking of all of the, the judgy things that I judged in the past, like mm -hmm. mantras, like affirmations, blah, 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 blah. And I started <laughs> writing them down. Cause I already listened to like Carolyn miss and like all those people, but I wasn't doing a lot of the things that they said. Cause I thought I was good. Intellectually, I was like, I'm yeah. great. I, I, I got it handled. I don't need to, you know, understand my archetypes or embrace my shadow. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm good. Like other people might need that, but like, I'm pretty good, you know? Cause yeah. Anyways, I was good at lying to myself and not <laughs> listening to the signs and that's what we do. And so I like started to write all, all, all these mantras. I started to um, put affirmations on sticky notes. And I said to my husband, I was like, listen, you might think this stuff is weird, but I'm going to heal myself and I am going on this path full on. And he was just like, kind of like judgy a little bit, laughing at me. I put the mantras up. I was already working with a shaman and studying with her. And I went full force into discovering and understanding how the body is communicating through symptoms and mastering that. And then stepping into coaching and everything I do now. And it's been a decade of deep study and my life is complete. I healed myself of all four autoimmune diseases. My hair grew back, hasn't fallen out since. Um, I cured myself of depression, healed myself of depression within about a month or two mm -hmm. of doing the inner work. And I um, stopped the anxiety attack stop. I'm no longer allergic to those foods. I no longer have Yay. physical body pain. Every single thing is gone. The only thing that has come back, because I like transparency, right? Some people don't tell the whole story. Yeah. The only thing that's come back is psoriasis has come back when I've had a big life event of someone in my family getting really sick or a big transition and me being stressed out in that moment and not honoring oh, yeah. my body. But mm -hmm. everything else I've healed completely and it has not come back. Yeah, well, and the psoriasis is is a messenger for you. Yeah, it's like you're not listening. Yeah, yeah. pay attention. Hello. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Back yeah. to the vanity. We're going to hit you in the skin. Yeah, where yeah, it totally. shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that journey when it came up last, it came up really strong, and it showed me the teacher this time was to show me radical self acceptance, um, and mm. to not push anything in my life. Like no, no more force needed no more force needed. And all of these other lessons came in and I was like, thank you. So sometimes our messengers show up as the same symptom, but a different message based on what's going on in our life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. It, there's a track record for what you pay attention to, right? And absolutely. so your higher self is going to use the things that work. And mm -hmm. if health is the thing that works, guess what? It's 
that that issue is going to come around every time you need to pay attention. A hundred percent. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Absolutely. That's that's my experience with it as well. It's like, yes, while I'm paying attention, I'm good. It's mm -hmm. good. And if I get distracted over here, if I'm shifting down into frequencies that are not good for me, patterns that are not good for me, it will come right back up. Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, hmm, how did you evolve out of this marriage? A lot of us have trouble releasing what mm -hmm. we're holding on in order to receive the next set of blessings. So how, how did you work through that process? Well, this is, this is really like, okay, so I really believe that in order to become who you're meant to be in the world, every next level of you is, um, a releasing a past version of you that's no longer serving you. So one of the tools that I give my clients, um, that may be helpful for you right now, if you're holding on to something that you know, needs to move is to write down an obligation list, the things that feel heavy that you've committed to mm. at some point in your life and also a joy list. And so um, what I needed to do at that point in my life on my healing journey was I needed to first heal my body and really start to strengthen myself. And if you're in an abusive relationship or in a dynamic where you're second guessing your intuition, number one, it's important to work on supporting yourself. Like what can I do to heal my body? Cause that's really the first part trusting your intuition, which is the work that I did with, um, the studying and the, and the showing up. And then also I started to insert myself into new environments because I remember being in my old environments around friends and people in our circle and them looking at me, like something was wrong with me. So yeah. I naturally thought something was wrong with me. I was like, Oh, like, you guys don't want to change the world. Oh, you guys don't feel this way too. Oh, I'm weird. Oh, I'm weird. Oh, I yeah. should probably shove that down. Right. Well, and that's one of the more challenging aspects of change. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. enough of a challenge, just repatterning your own mind, but people around you in your, your social circles, they like you as you are right. because you're serving them in a lot of ways, even right. though it's not serving you. And so they, a lot of times they feel threatened and a lot of times they don't want you to change and they will sabotage yeah. and yeah. gaslight and all of this kind of stuff to get you to, to stay as you are. So I love that you put yourself into separate new environments and started to expand that circle. That's yeah. Awesome. And it's so interesting because I went to this event and my friend invited me. She didn't end up showing up. And I remember like being, seeing these people on stage talking and being like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. And I remember this moment, my hand just going up, there was 500 people in the room and we were asked to, who wanted to like raise money and build a home for a family in need in like a different part of the world. And my soul put my hand up and I was like, oh, apparently how, how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> And so there's like five people in 500 that are like, I want to do it. And I just, I said, yes. And basically I, that was the journey of me starting to listen to my soul. And the more I surrounded myself with people who were interested in things that seem still kind of a little foreign to me or weird or different, the more I strengthened myself. Once I strengthened myself, trusted myself and was more in the right environment, I could feel in my body how wrong the environment and the relationship was that I was in. Mm -hmm. And when I felt strong enough and I trusted myself enough, 
I remember one day it was like, I think it was a week before July 1st, uh, four and a half years ago. Um, and I was just like, or I guess four, maybe five years ago now. And I was just like, I have to, I have to leave. And I remember finding an apartment and I was like, I need to just put the deposit down and just, I have to do this. And I remember it happened so quickly. And when I look back on my life and it's not quick, about quick, mm -hmm. quick question, quick yeah. question, where in your body did that urgency show up for you? It felt like if I feel into it, like right now I'm feeling a little bit in my chest, but also in my, in my solar plexus, like you need to go now, yeah, like now, like right now, like as in, and it was tough because in that relationship dynamic, he was older than me. Um, and I don't want to say smarter. He was more equipped with words than I was, mm -hmm. um, and knew what to say. And I knew that I had to take radical action in order to, uh, to get out of that relationship. And looking back on my life, it's not about him. He's not a bad person. It's just programming, um, and our dynamic. But when I look back on my life, that's one of the most proudest moments I have of myself because that changed the trajectory of my life and trusting myself. And so that's, that's how I really began to trust myself as I, I listened to that urgency and I took massive inspired action, which I believe helps us close the gap between not trusting and trusting. You have the pull to hire someone. You have the pull to do something. Do it now. Yeah. And that's what don't, I've been doing. Don't think about it. Don't second guess on it. Yeah, absolutely. We are already up on our second break. But before I send folks off to break, mm -hmm. um, you mentioned making two lists. Mm -hmm. an obligation list, the stuff that feels heavy, right. and then a joy list. Mm -hmm. Now, having come from some really dark depths, I know sometimes it can be challenging. You, The obligation list, probably pretty easy. <laughs> the joy list might be a little harder to reach for someone. How do you How do you begin to reach into those areas of joy and lightness when it feels like you're crushed under life right now? Mm -hmm. So the actual exercise, which I didn't fully really explain is to write down both of those lists and then look at the list of obligation and ask yourself, who was I when I said yes to this? Who was I? What was my belief system? What was my pattern? Was I doing this out of a place of alignment and wanting to, or was this a place of, I have to, and I'm not good enough trying to seek validation. And so you go through the list and you ask yourself, is this serving how I want to feel? Is this aligned with where I potentially want to be? If you know that, um, or like, how does it feel? Does this cause resentment? How does it feel? And then you just start to write these notes. Like you collect the data beside all of the ones. And some of them are obligations that are going to serve your highest good later on. So it's like, okay, I'm going to be with that until it no longer serves me. And then you make an action plan to release what no longer serves you by having the difficult conversations, which can just sound like this to a person, like, let's say, Sophia, you know, I had an obligation with you every week that was causing me a lot of frustration and whatever it wasn't, wasn't aligned. I'd say, Hey, Sophia, you know, I know that in the past, I said that I could, um, pick up your kids every week from school and do all these things and moving forward, I won't be able to do that. So together let's figure out a plan to make that happen. So it's very proactive. You're not apologizing yourself. You're literally doing a pivot and, and it's in alignment and service and integrity, but it's also like, I'm not doing this anymore. And you're putting your stake in the ground. And the more you release the baggage, the more you'll naturally find the joy of who you are and who you're meant to be 
that's how it comes on. So if you don't know, it just means you got to let go of more to begin with. I love that. Thank you. That is beautiful. And so we will let everyone go off to break with their pens and their papers to make those lists. And do not be hard on yourself. If you can't reach the joy list right now, just work with the obligation list and peel back the layers and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm still here with Deidre Siriani. And when we sent you off to break, you were invited to spend some time with your pen and your paper and make an obligation list. And I love the structure of the conversation that you gave us right before break on, on how to address these heavy places when it's time to release something. And I'm wondering if you can go through that again because there are some beautiful nuances in there uh, mm. and empowered ways that you're approaching this without being a victim or making someone else a victim. Yeah. And, and the thing is, if you are an empath, a people pleaser, whatever resonates with you, or maybe you're just finding yourself at a point in your life where, wow, things are heavy and I don't know how I got here. Um, this is a really good exercise to get clarity on what is aligned and what isn't aligned. And, and this is the language of no one's wrong here. There is no, like, when I look back on my relationship, as I was mentioning, it was not a healthy dynamic, but there is nothing wrong with that person. It's, we're just not aligned with who we are and our Hello. future self, <laughs> but I needed to be in that marriage for eight years to actually own who I am 
and who I'm meant to be and to teach other people to do the same. So it's like, I needed to go through that. And that's the biggest gift of all. So another thing that you can do as you're going through this is who was I, what was my belief system? And also taking accountability for your role in it, because it's very easy to play victim when you're not happy. I've been there. I used Mm -hmm. to internally have a lot of resentment to people and uh, frustration. And I would talk to like maybe a good friend of mine about it years and years ago and talk about how this person's done me wrong. Well, no, they were doing what they thought was okay based on how I was showing up. So the accountability of how you've been playing a role is huge. And also, you know, being intentional with these conversations because they're human, they're learning. And the thing is, people actually can't read your mind. People actually don't know. Oh, no, really? (laughs) They actually don't know. And you will have, as you mentioned, Sophia, which I think is important to mention again, there will be some people who may have not good intentions for you, who may want to self-sabotage, who may, you know, be manipulative. However, when you really look at the deepest essence of that, it's insecurity and lack of control. So sending them compassion, but also removing yourself from those environments, because just like a flower, you know, I'm not really a plant person. Like I love them, but like, I'm not really good at, you know, planting things and allowing them to bloom because, you know, I travel and all that stuff, (laughs) but (laughs) with plants, if you have a beautiful plant and amazing soil, but it's in the wrong environment, it's going to die. And you might be like, well, what you're, you're not going to like, if you're a gardener, you're not going to look at the flower and say, what's wrong with you, but we're doing this to ourselves. You're going to look at the environment and be like, oh, the tag says it's supposed to be in sunshine and this, oh, it's in the wrong environment. What works for others isn't going to work for you. It's time to start listening to what works for you and putting yourself in those environments. And that is the pathway to opening yourself up. So releasing, having the difficult conversations, but actually once you start doing them, aren't so difficult. Um, you get really good at it. And then it's like, not even a thing. It's like, Oh, like, I know that I could do that in the past and I can't anymore, but you know what? I can do it for the next few weeks. I want to make sure that you are set up for success. So that's being proactive. That's problem solving. That's being a good human. Um, or, you know, you're in a relationship where that's really damaging and you're like, wow, this is abusive. I know that in the past I allowed this dynamic and moving forward. I, I, it's not working for me. I wish you well, I need to work on myself done simple. Yeah. So, so what do you do with the ones who, who are not willing to play the game and be released, right? Because there are people in the world who will play like the guilt card. Oh my God, you're the only one who could possibly do this for me. And I'm going to be left in such a lurch and my life will spin into disaster if you do this to me. Oh, I'm going to be your victim, even though you're not victimizing them. (laughs) Yeah. And if you are a people pleaser, if you've been people saviors, there will be an unhealthy dynamic there where potentially when you are creating these boundaries, they may be uncomfortable, they might be confused, they might push back. And it's probably uh, more of an understanding. They're not understanding because it's been a programming between you. So again, compassion. I actually like, I'm just going to be real because that's just how I operate. I was in a relationship like this very recently, Sophia, and uh, we were in a relationship for uh, four months and everything was great for the first three months. And this person became very insecure within what was going on within themselves and was projecting it on me and was very, very, trying to be very um, harming towards me as far as the words that they spoke, their behavior. And because I've done all this work on myself, which the work is always continuing, I was in the observer. I was like, wow, like this is really going on. Wow, that could be really damaging if I was 
if I hadn't done this work. And yeah, then, if I were sucked into believing this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if if I was someone who hadn't done the work or this was a version of myself 10 years ago, I would be really traumatized. But because I didn't, I've done the work, I was able to just be like, I stayed in it a little bit too long, not gonna lie. Um, and I was trying to exit the relationship for about a month. And then I finally was like, you know, um, radically honest, uh, sending you love and, um, I cannot be in contact with you. And, um, this is, this is complete. And the person was like begging me. It was like, it was very dramatic. It was very dramatic. And as soon as I cut this person off, um, they went the other way and very cold and all of that. And that's okay because that's their healing journey. But really what I find with people who don't respect your boundaries, um, is to close the door completely cut off communication because, um, they, they need to learn their lesson too. And you're not a doormat. So that was, that's what I did. I, I, I'm really good at closing the doors in my life. And for this, it was like, I understand you're experiencing this. I understand that you want to be with me. I understand that you have a vision of us together and that's beautiful. And based on your behavior, I'm no longer aligned with that. And I no longer want to participate in that potentially a year from now, who knows? Like, I don't know what the future holds. That's what I said. I was being kind. However, based on what's happened, uh, I am no longer going to allow you to disrespect me and I'm closing the door. I wish you well, no hard feelings no hard feelings. Like I really love to end it. Like I wish you well, no hard feelings. They feel held. And like, I'm releasing you. And if you need to block their number, if you need to do that stuff, do it because you get to choose what is allowed in your environment. You get to not somebody else you do. Mm. So we're, Oh my goodness, we're down to like five minutes. I think I might have to do a, a part two of this interview. <laughs> I mean, we could talk for days, let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. So how did you start to come into this radical alignment uh, coaching aspect of it and awakening inner alchemists and all this good stuff? Well, it was through a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of um, being stuck into dynamics, illusions, not feeling like I was enough. But really the deeper essence of it was knowing on a deep level, I was here to serve the planet in a bigger way and feeling like there was a gap. And so once I was able to discover the gap, move through the gap, through full commitment, through asset, full um, jumping all in, I was able to and heal myself from trauma and everything else. I was able to look back and see everyone else who was stuck in unhealthy relationships, not living on purpose, making excuses in physical pain, having dis-ease. And I was like, I literally have the key to freedom. I literally have it. I have the pathway to fulfilling your soul's purpose. I know that all of this is possible and I know it's through radical alignment and it's one step at a time based on their journey. And I was just like, whenever I compromise, something not great happens. So yeah. it's like, really this life that we live in, especially as leaders, especially as healers, especially as visionaries and impact soul-driven entrepreneurs, the more we compromise, the more we step away from ourselves, the more we step away from our purpose. So the pathway to receiving and being what you want is um, not settling and catching the little pieces of your area of your life, no matter what level you're at of personal, professional, whatever development, and being like, oh, that doesn't feel good anymore. My body's saying, no, I got to honor that. And it's a practice. And the more you're aligned with that practice and you have the tools of support, the easier it becomes. And so radical alignment, how can you lead the world if you're not aligned? 
You can't, people aren't going to trust you. Your standards aren't high enough. You know, you gotta like raise your standards. You gotta be fully in integrity. Yeah. Yeah. And there's honestly, like when it comes to business, I just want to touch on this for a moment is a lot of people in business are like, oh, I don't know why my business isn't working or I don't know why I'm not making the right impact or whatever. It's like, it's because you're compromising. You're compromising a part of yourself for comfort or excuses. And that is what you need to overcome for your next level. So that's what I wanted to share. (laughs) I love it. And I know you brought a gift with you for our listeners today. So would you like to share what your gift is? Yeah, absolutely. So this is something that I'm only offering for a couple weeks. So there will be a time limit on this because this isn't something that I um, offer openly all of the time. And it is an illumination session with me. So what that looks like is it's, you know, 20 to 45 minutes, depending on what arises for you. And I'm going to tune into the deepest essence of who you are are in your full potential. And I'm going to help you illuminate exactly the incongruencies, exactly what needs to move and exactly how to get what's in the way out of the way so that you can step into the beacon of light that you are here to be in the world. And, um, it's a really fun time where we get to get to know each other and you have so much, um, clarity on what's really going on rather than potentially what you think is going on. Yeah, exactly. It's easy for the brain to get in there and go, well, I need to learn this other whatever it is, this tech thing or this sales approach or this whatever bright, shiny object when the truth of the Mm -hmm. matter is there's something inside that needs to be shifted first. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. That is an incredibly generous offer. And I have to say, I've I've had conversations like this with Deidre. She's absolutely brilliant. So if you feel the least bit called to this, please reach out and contact her and take her up on it. As always, you can find the link to her gift and how to reach her at sovereignself.media. Sovereignself.media. Uh, reach out, get your 25 to 45 minute free session. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and uh, shift the stuff that's in the way. So in the last 60 seconds that we have Mm -hmm. here, what would be your parting words of advice? Hmm. Well, it's time to wake up to the truth of who you are and who you're meant to be. Otherwise you would be listening to this right now. You wouldn't have stuck around. Let's be honest, get real. Um, And then the, the question that I have for you, the statement that I love to share is, The question is not whether or not you are here to do great things. The question is, are you ready to wake up to the truth of who you are and who you're meant to be and have courage to say yes and jump right in? Absolutely. You know, so often when I talk to empaths and highly sensitive people, they're they're in a hurry to fix the world so that they can have some peace and quiet. But the answer isn't out there. The answer is inside of you. As much as it seems like it's the external noise and drama coming and beating in on you, it's not the problem. And that's, that's not what needs to shift. Um, and I love that you do a wonderful job of empowering people to shift into the appropriate environment for them. So thank you to everyone who joined us today. I love to hear from my listeners as always. If you feel inclined to compliment the work that I'm doing to suggest a topic or a speaker that you'd like to see here uh, be covered on the show or just to say hi, (laughs) Uh, 
You can reach me at AskZofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 